Hey what's up guys this is KD Cloudy welcome back to another episode of Clouds on Air and today we'll be discussing about Top Gun Maverick uh I know it's it's a little late the movie has been out almost for a week now and I watched it like exactly a week ago on a Wednesday um on a paid preview uh the movie released on a Friday I watched it on a Wednesday IMAX does that um but yeah and I watched it again on a Saturday so i watched it twice and i have sort of collected my thoughts in together and i also watched a couple of other movies by tom cruise and um joseph kozinski who directed this film right off the bat i really really loved the film uh, on my first watch it had this um very refreshing quality that you just don't find in movies anymore how insanely refreshing it is to watch something on the big screen which is not a marvel movie not a dc movie not a star wars movie or something like that not a big franchise and like a proper summer blockbuster with movie stars and it's a normal movie it's a traditional blockbuster and that's why i love it so much and the last time i probably saw something like that was dune and again i had those same feelings like how refreshing it is to um to watch a non superhero movie on the big screen uh but yeah i mean tom cruise of course dedicated and i'll talk about not just his character but his like dedication and uh, to movies his career over the years as well um but if we talk about the film the opening scene the opening scene the first few uh minutes uh of the title card and uh, that montage with highway to the danger zone it felt like i was watching the first film it was so well done and there is something about sequels which um there's something so special about movies uh following a consistent opening title sequence uh which is reminiscent of the of the previous films and like there are plenty of movies that that do this all of the star wars movie do it with the crawl and all the harry potter movies did it and now the fantastic beasts movies are doing it as well probably not as good but that's another topic uh then um all the james bond films have that opening gun battle sequence so yeah similarly when when i saw that gun battle sequence on my screening of no time to die i had that same emotion and you just don't get that anymore you just don't get that anymore same uh, with mission impossible you just don't get that anymore and um, this movie do- does not have a cold open it just straight goes in for it and really, really like that and um, and right after after that epic opening uh, we get to see maverick tom cruise on screen after 36 years uh, the first top gun film now i watched the first top gun like last year in preparation of this movie because i thought this movie would come out last year then it got delayed because of covid um but yeah i i forgot about that film and i rewatched it literally like a couple of hours before um before watching maverick and I, and i'm glad i did that because there are so many now like i'll be honest i did not quite like the uh, first film i mean it's the you know i generally don't like older films because it's actually harder to appreciate older films because um the things the older films pioneer in their time 
we take for granted now these days so it's it's uh, it's difficult to be surprised by anything they do and it's a typical 80s movie with uh, romance and cheesiness and campiness and sweaty dudes around each other and um and, and but the most um and the story that there, there wasn't anything much of substance um so it was it was an okay film but most more importantly like it was hard for me to follow the a- aerial combat sequences the flying sequences so like i just i just could not follow i could not understand what was going around uh, on my rewatch i had to sort of pay close attention to it uh who's who uh in which plane and sort of make sense out of it and i mean not to dunk on the movie but i mean obviously it must have been difficult to f- uh, film all those sequences in the 80s uh because of the technology and all but um yeah that, those are the uh, and because of that i was sort of um apprehensive about this film because i thought a similar thing like that would happen because i am not into aviation at all like i have no idea about planes or like all those terms like hard deck and all that stuff i'm just i'm just not familiar with that so i was a little uh fearful that uh I will not understand the action of this movie again but um that was not the case and I'll get to the action part in a bit but yeah like I said there are very deep yet small references to the first film and I'm really really glad that I watched uh, the first film right before uh, this one there are dialogue based references there are visual references uh there is of course like a recreation of uh, certain beats of the original film and uh though like the volleyball scene and um i mean you don't need to watch i mean the filmmakers did such a good job in uh, in making this film stand alone um that you don't actually need to watch the previous film uh, to understand it because you have like flashbacks and all that stuff everything is explained perfectly to you but if you do watch the first film and then you watch this one you'll i would say you'll you'll appreciate it more that's that's really it and um, and the surprising bit is that apart from tom cruise none of the original cast returns for this film N- not even andy from shawshank <laughs> um which kind of makes sense because like the first film came out like 36 years ago and i think most of the actors are like dead um and and there was this again controversy of uh, not bringing the love interest from the previous film back because she was too old in front of tom cruise something that very ageist but um yeah val kilmer comes back into this movie and that's his first acting role in in like a long time and the way they handled his character and as well as his uh, real life cancer condition was extremely respectful and very very emotional and beautiful so uh props to the filmmakers um, to for handling that with such grace and you don't get to see that um like handle that well you know you have Carrie Fisher's death and all that people sort of cgi and there are there are much more like there are much worse ways to go about it but they handled it very very nicely there isn't that much of character work in this film i'll be honest tom cruise is the only character <laughs> which matters uh the character of Maverick of course and that's fine i mean like the fact that there are no deep characters in this film apart from maybe Miles Teller's uh, 
rooster who has like Miles Teller's character and uh, Jennifer Connelly's character are the only two characters which have any emotional link to Tom Cruise. But that doesn't prevent the film from being entertaining any less. This this movie has so much entertainment value. All of that doesn't matter. Talking about Maverick's character, he comes like in the first film. His obvious arc was being this uh, arrogant, reckless pilot to being a little more humble and a little more, little less reckless. And uh, in the opening of this film, with that supersonic sequence, which was beautiful by the way in IMAX, we get to see that same old Pete uh, Mitchell. Um, but he has matured. He's still a little reckless. but he has matured so they're carrying over that arc from the first one which was really really nice and they establish his abilities and his character so well in the first uh first few first several minutes of the film for people who are unknown uh to this franchise so that was really well done and uh, the way like he now cares about human life after the death of goose and what not and uh, it, it's also reflected in his teaching the way he teaches the value of human life and uh, the consequences while he's teaching all all those pilots so that all that stuff was really nicely presented and of course ties back to the original film really really well apart from this i don't really have much to talk about because there is no hidden meanings or uh interpretations there could be interpretations but this is like for all intents and purposes a very summer blockbuster film top gun maverick has such a perfect balance of spectacle and emotion and the drama that's what makes it so entertaining and tom cruise's sheer dedication to making films which entertain you and his devotion to realism is like impeccable it shows over here it shows i don't think i've had this much fun like even dune was a little more somber don't go out to see dune to have like fun or be entertained you have to see because it just hits different it's a different vibe and mission impossible is a different vibe and that same vibe that mission impossible vibe is carried over here and i don't think any other movie has had that vibe for a while um if you get what i mean i'm just rambling over here but yeah that that's that's what i basically feel that's 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 the impact this movie has left on me i just want more movies on the big screen which have this type of blockbuster value and there are plenty of films but the problem is that they all go on to streaming and like it's it just then the vibe doesn't translate that well anymore there's like off the top of my head there's the adam project uh, ryan reynolds from and uh, the upcoming gray man by the russo brothers all these types of films they would look amazing on the big screen but they they are being uh, devoted streamers and ambulance recently also has this type of uh, this this blockbuster vibe which i was talking about and also uh, is much in line with tony scott's style tony scott who directed the first top gun and uh, like i wish um more and more films like ambulance came out, came out uh in india for like a week maybe and it had so many so not <laughs> so few shows that i couldn't even catch a screening for it and it was so undermarketed and apparently um unless it's a top tom cruise movie 
uh, studios won't even market it and uh, movie theaters will not even show it and ambulance was such a such a good movie but i had to watch it on my ipad um unfortunately so yeah that was my rant uh, but yeah i touched on tony scott uh, tony scott is a great filmmaker i haven't watched all of his films uh, this is probably the, uh, top gun is probably the only film i watched but and tony scott has a very distinct directorial style at least like uh, for the first top gun you had very tight close ups you had these intense shots this very harsh sunlight across all uh, all these um, um shots and it's iconic that 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 filmmaking style is what made the first top gun so iconic and even though i don't like it i have to admit that the first top gun is iconic af and that 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 visual style is very nicely carried over into this film masterfully carried over and and this also ties back into what i talked about the opening credits as well you respect the style of the previous film and that's what makes this a worthy sequel and that's why it feels like a top gun sequel for all intents and purposes it's it's those uh, tight close ups and uh, let's talk about the visuals for a bit um joseph kozinski he has directed only five films uh, one is upcoming but yeah top gun maverick is his fourth film and the th- three films before this i'm looking at his wikipedia right now uh top gun sorry tron legacy another long term sequel film and uh, you have oblivion also starring tom cruise and only the brave uh and the fun part is that all four of these movies including top gun they were all shot on imax and i don't think there's a better person like apart from christopher nolan who understands this format so well like he's used it in his entire filmography and he uses it sparingly that's the best part i watched top gun uh, i watched tron legacy i downloaded the imax version i watched it on my tv because there's no way i can watch it in a theater right now and those imax scenes just hit different it just hit different and i watched a bit of oblivion as well and that also just there's something this guy knows about composition and framing the imax like The IMAX scenes aren't filled with extra headroom, which uh, sort of makes it look weird if you watch a lot of those IMAX and as Marvel films. But this looks amazing, and even Top Gun, um, like it alternates between the ultra wide two thirty five is to one, and the it opens up to one nine is to one for the aerial sequences, and again. it sort of carries that style from the first film so even though this was shot digitally um they wanted to make it look like it was a sequel to the original top gun so they color graded it so nicely and so close to the original and they added so much green and it just felt like it was a i was i was watching something to the top gun universe and those are the visual um callbacks you use to make it more coherent with the uh with the with the previous film and uh, yeah this this entire film was shot on sony venice cameras and yeah the aspect ratio changes were handled very nicely and it felt really really immersive in imax and uh yeah they actually shot those aerial sequences for real as you probably 
no but tom cruise and his dedication to realism i've probably said that thing three times in this uh, podcast uh but um yeah so they they trained all the actors to fly these jets i don't know how they did that but they probably had some help but they actually um the purpose of shooting this for real is that when you're in flight and you're moving at a very high velocity against the force of gravity like your muscles your face muscles they sort of blow back they pull back and you can't fake that stuff with cgi it looks really really bad with cgi so stuff like that you had to do it for real and uh, i also watched it in 4dx and i don't like 4dx it's just a lot of moving seats and water splashes on your face but a movie like this a movie about flying i think it was worth it in 4dx and throughout the entire runtime it felt like i was on an airplane seat with constant state of turbulence trying to like 100 maybe more than that so like it really gives you the feeling and and in imax you really feel that you're on the air it's it's something else and there are a lot of twists and turns and a lot of crazy flying moves and stuff and the best part was that like i said the first the first movie it had some uh, very hard to follow action and um this movie is so nicely edited because it's shot for real with wider lenses you actually get that spatial sense of where all these planes are where your characters are and you have this wide shot of showing the all the planes together and the enemy planes look much different than our protagonistic planes if that makes sense but yeah i really got to got a sense of um the action and moreover it was much nice much nicely edited uh, in this film all the training sequences um they were not stretched out and dragged for too long um yeah they were edited and the, the, that montage was very nice and uh, it was very nicely handled as well and i'm just in awe about how far tom cruise can go as to like dedicating his life quite literally for all these action set pieces and even more so for mission impossible and i think without a doubt tom cruise is the one who carries this in that film because he is like the main character and he doesn't do a whole lot emotionally in the mission impossible films so it was like a good change like a nice um it was a nice change to see him being involved in a more emotional role and i and i and i was watching uh, tom cruise's older films recently and that guy has range that guy truly has range and you know you have this traditional uh characters like um jerry maguire or uh, top gun but you also have his more complex roles <laughs> which he's doing something totally different like magnolia or in tropic thunder where he uh, he did the les grossman and the dance and what not so that guy definitely has range and he shows some of that in this film with the emotion and everything and like again it goes on to tell you that he's not just the action poster boy he also can do some real acting um so yeah and again i loved i loved it like i don't recall anything more special to say about this film because on on a surface level this this film was very basic again like doctor strange 
multiverse of, in the multiverse of madness that was also on paper very basic but the impact you have just because of the entertainment value of these films is just is very large you don't have anything to um discuss in depth about the characters or the various themes of the film you just go in there and have fun and i had tons of fun i had tons of fun and i was immersed by a film in a long time and this felt like a real movie tom cruise knows how to make real movies and joseph kaczynski i think i'll watch and love oblivion uh tonight uh but yeah that's basically i don't recall anything else to say right now and there are plenty of points which i'm probably forgetting but yeah i love this film and um yeah you should definitely watch it if you haven't already and i just cannot wait till it drops on home media so uh that's basically it um the next few movies which i am looking forward to are i don't know jordan peele's nope and um thor of course i'm not really excited about black panther 2 but let's see but the next more the, the next biggest film which i am excited about which is not a superhero film is um avatar the way of water i am not again like this film i'm not really a huge fan of the first avatar film because i mean i didn't watch it in theaters but yeah and uh, I, i don't even remember what happened in the first film i just remember being underwhelmed by it but yeah and, and nevertheless it's a james cameron film in like a long time a long long time so that's another non superhero blockbuster which i'm excited to watch and yeah let's see there's babylon by damien chazelle which let's see how that pans out and there's a bunch of stuff which goes to netflix and hbo max and probably not disney plus uh but yeah i wish a couple of those movies just release on on the theaters because i would love to watch a movie starring ryan gosling on the big screen again streaming is cool streaming is convenient i get it but there are certain movies with the big stars and uh you know with real entertainment value which deserve to be seen on the big screen again knives out is something which i'm really excited about which drops this year and that's again owned by netflix and i know for a fact that top gun maverick had some production issues i get no that's mission possible seven yeah tom cruise apparently sued paramount because they would they would keep a 45 day theatrical window which is which is the norm these days but tom cruise wants to have it for longer and like that's that's the dedication i'm talking to you about like that guy just would not submit this film to streaming that easily and of course this is box office cut and everything but i wish more people more actors of his stature sort of stood up and um, you know fought for the theatrical release uh but yeah that's basically it i don't think this movie would have that same impact on a small screen but yeah i'm still um, looking forward to it and yeah go see it in imax and uh, yeah I, i forgot how how i used to end these um yeah thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you guys in the next one cheers